EFTM Thank you for listening. Great to have your company on the EFTM podcast in the week of Tuesday, August 23. Um, lovely to be with you. And uh, it's a bit bloody hectic, I'll be honest. And actually now thinking forward, um, yes, I will do a show next week. No, I won't do a show the week after. I'm going to Berlin next Tuesday night. Um like, literally, I just got back, and I feel like I thought I had a lot more time in between trips. <laughs> it's kind of snuck up on me. Um, and then we're assuming at this point that from Berlin, we'll probably go straight to Apple. But that assumes Apple's event is as per all the rumors on the 8th Australian time. If not, I'll be back on the 8th. Uh, where's my flight? Yeah, back on the 8th, and then I assume we'll leave the week after to go to San Francisco, but my guess is that the rumors are right and we will be in San Francisco for some sort of launch on the 8th. Um, I won't be doing a show the week of the 6th. Um, there'll be a Two Blokes Talking Tech that week, obviously, um, with iPhone news and there'll be lots to take in as we get through IFA in Berlin um, on the Today Show and a current affair in a bunch of places. So, you can pay attention to all that, but it doesn't stop you emailing, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. Um, when I have breaks of recording, I still go back as far as the last record to find the emails and make the phone calls. So a couple of people I didn't get to this week because you didn't answer your phones. Um, if you get a number, uh, a call from a private number on a Tuesday, it's probably me if you've just emailed me in the week prior. Um, if you're new to the show, thank you for listening. Quite wonderful to have your company. If you're a two blokes talking tech listener and you thought, but I'll listen this time around. Okay, fine. Then this is like talkback radio. Uh, this is me answering calls, answering questions. If you've got a tech question, you just go to the website, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. I'll get in touch. We'll have a chat. We'll see if we can help you out with your question. Um, that's what we do. Simple as that. Um, and it's always fun hearing from people. Uh, always fun getting feedback from people. So if you bought something cool and you love it and you want to share it, let me know. Go to the website, eftm.com. That's what it's for. Um, feel free to share your experience. It's not just about, um, you know, what other people um, are asking and problems they have. It's about things that you've experienced and uh, cool stuff you've done and bought. So, uh, yeah, always, always feel free to get in touch. Always happy to hear from you. Um, so let's get cracking with phone calls. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Great to have your company. Let's get into calls. Trevor Long taking your calls. Roger's on the line. G'day, Roger. G'day, Trevor. How are you going? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? Well, I just thought I'd give you some feedback on some of the um, advice I've had from you over the last last few months. Oh, okay, I feel, um, I feel like I'm I in a quarterly it's... review session with my boss. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's good stuff. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's good, good stuff. <laughs> um, um, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about getting a um, refurbished phone oh, for yeah? my wife. Yep. And um, so I've actually done that. And I got it through, through Boost. And uh, very good. Within three days, I, I got the phone and it was delivered and bang, it all works. I only had one issue with it, and that is when transferring the, doing the sync from one phone to the other, the screen went black and I couldn't do anything about it. And it was, it was still live because we still had all the, 
you know, the haptics and everything, but I, I couldn't do anything with it. Um, anyway, I did, did a quick Google and um, said, press the volume up button, then the volume down button, then the, the off button for 10 seconds, and it reset the whole phone. It's been perfect ever since. Okay. So I don't know if you... And, don't and know what if model did you get, did you yours, say? It was, it was the, um, the 12. Okay. And, and you feel good about the price you paid and, and what yeah. you ended up getting? Yeah. Yep, it is, it is very good, yep. Fantastic. So my wife was happy, so it is all good. Happy and wife, also, happy life, Roger. That's, that's right. And also you gave some advice about um, about getting into Boost's um, um, data plans. Yes. So I've actually moved my wife and myself off Telstra because I was objection of Telstra. Yep. Paid out, uh, paid out my other phone and um, got her on a $200 plan a year and mine was $300. And so we're saving like $820 a year. Blimey, Charlie, mate. Well, you think I should charge a commission, really, shouldn't I? That's a good saving, <laughs> yeah, my man. That is right. And I've, I've just got someone else I'm doing the same thing for and converting them across because they're an elderly person. I think the best yeah. thing you can do, and this is why it's awesome to hear from you, is yeah. because it's that little advocacy, that little, uh, whether you're at a dinner yeah. party or at the pub or wherever you are with friends. And like I was having a conversation this morning with someone who prides themselves on shopping around for things like insurance and all that. And I said, but mm-hmm. how much are you paying for your mobile? And she, <laughs> she, she talked about how she'd done some good work, but I said, no, you're still paying too much. So the ability yeah. for you to say, I did it, it worked, it was easy, or it wasn't, and here's the steps you need to go through. Because I think moving to Boost from Telstra isn't as easy as it is to move from Optus or Vodafone because you have to make a phone call, don't you, to, to port your number? Uh, yes, you do. You have to physically port the number, you have to make the phone call. Yeah. Um, it says you can do it online, but then when you go to get to get to doing it online, it says, oh, you can't do it, you need to Because you're a Telstra call. customer, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But um, it worked really well, and I'm about to convert another person who's on a a um, Telstra plan that is like $55 a month for 40 gig, and um, and uh, which is about to go up to $58 with the latest yeah, increase. Yeah. And um, I checked her data usage, and she, because she basically lives at home all the time, is using Wi Fi, she's using less than one gig a month. Wow! Wow! <laughs> 40 gigabytes a month available, and she's using less than one. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's that amazing. Oh, well, that's eye opening. You yeah. you're 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 just like a boost mobile advocate out there now, mate. Just doing your best. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yep. So, so yeah, I just thought I'll give you some feedback on it because oh, I thought it's all, it's all going really well. I really appreciate it, Roger. It means a lot um, because it, it's kind of that closing the loop for me. And so yeah, no, I really appreciate it, Roger. Well, enjoy the savings. Hopefully, that goes towards something nice uh, for you and the missus. Well, uh, yeah, yeah well, basically pay for my wife's phone, just about. <laughs> that, well, that's that's a win, and then uh, then hopefully yeah. a weekend away or a nice dinner somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Good on Cheers, you, mate. Right. Thanks, Roger. Thanks Cheers. Good on you. See you. That's excellent. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. It's fascinating, isn't it? Because you realise how many people are just lazy loyal. Uh, let's. Let, I think that's that's the term we should use. Lazy loyal. Um, that's what we are. And, you know, I, I'm, I don't mind saying she won't mind old bag or anyway. Um, it was Effie Zahos I was talking to this morning, um, who's the money money uh, legend on the Today Show every morning just before 8 o'clock talking finance. And she was talking about how, you know, if you just go for a better deal on your insurance and all these different things, you save money. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's just so much effort. And then I thought to myself, you're an idiot because you're telling everyone to do it with your mobile. So, you know, there's money to be saved out there, folks, and that's all I'm saying.
Anyway, good to hear from you, Roger. And if you, uh, like Roger, have feedback, it's always lovely to hear it. Um, I will say a uh, shout out to Glenn who sent me an email. Just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. Always learning of products that interest me. Um, and he said, last year I was scanning thousands of photos. You recommended to someone the Epson Fast Photo. Uh, then you recently recommended the Elgato Video Capture. Well, another winner here. I sat down with my mum and we went through dad's old videotapes. Many tears and a lot of laughs were had, uncovered some amazing stories. That's awesome. Glenn, um, that's really nice. It's, I really appreciate you saying that, mate. I really appreciate you sending the email. Um, and I also appreciate everything you do for me in terms of moderating in the man cave, mate. So good on you, champion. And um, yeah, thanks for the note. I'm glad you could uh, have a laugh and a cry um, with your mum over some awesome memories and stories. Thank you for listening. Belinda's on the line. G'day, Belinda. Hey, how are you, Trevor? Very well. What can I do for you? Um, I'm coming well, coming up to Christmas. People are starting to ask, what would you like for Christmas? And thinking about it, I want to think about upgrading my Apple Watch. Um, now, hubby is a Android lover. I am very much Apple. How are so you still I married? Like I mean, let's be honest. He, he's also a he's also a Holden fan and I'm a Ford fan. So wow! <laughs> and I thought my wife and I's music taste being, as we described it when we were just dating, fundamentally different was bad. <laughs> but uh, you really are living in a parallel universe there. How do you survive? Well, it works somehow. Okay. Well, that's lovely. What a story. So he, if he's an Android man, is he not a fan of the Apple Watch? Have you, you've got a current Apple Watch? Uh, so I've got an Apple Watch that I've had now, I think it was a Series 2. Oh, wow. Um, okay, yeah. Thinking yep. about, yeah, upgrading. Um, would is Does it look like that Apple would be bringing out a new watch before the end of the year? Like I know usually they have their product launches towards the end of the year. Yep. I think you'll you'll find that uh, all the room, there's no official invites out, um, but there <laughs> is strong enough rumours that I would say to you, put your money on, there being an event on the morning of September the 8th in Australia. Um, mm -hmm. Put it this way, I'm I'm living my life around planning for that, even though I haven't heard from Apple. Uh, uh, I've booked a one-way flight to Europe assuming that, that the event will happen. So if there's no event in early September for Apple, I'm in big trouble. Um, so so uh, that's the iPhone event, but that is normally where they would also announce changes to the Apple Watch. So... Okay. Apple Watch. That's only a couple of weeks away. So exactly. Hopefully it won't be it's, too long. It's yeah. earlier than ever, um, which is critical. So so that's a, that's a big win. So you would assume they're going to move to the Apple Watch Series 8. Now, okay. they, they say, again, larger display. Um, I don't know how much larger you can get based on the size and the shape that they've created. Um, like the Series 7 is already a pretty big watch if you buy the larger version of it. Um, mm -hmm. It'll obviously have a better chip, better processor, all those standard things there is some talk of them releasing like a second version a second generation version which is more aimed at your true outdoorsy types like samsung did with the pro but i'll be honest mm -hmm. i reckon they're just going to stick with what they do and go with something very similar with incremental improvements now unless those incremental improvements are a radical look change or a huge feature change I've got to say the Series 7 is a bloody good watch. So okay. it wouldn't be a bad time to be looking at run-out deals and stuff. They always keep 
older models on sale as well, and they just reduce the prices mm. of them. So, but then again, you've held on to the two for so long that you might hold on to the eight for a long time as well. So, it really depends whether or not you're willing to stump up whatever the the brand new price is for the brand new one, and mm. you know have it for a long time, or whether you want to look for value out of the Series Seven and um, and yeah. go from there. What do you think you're missing with the current watch? Well, my Series 2, it's fine. Like, it's been knocked around a little bit. So it's got a few scratches, things like that. I'm finding at the moment that the charge capability, it's only holding just enough to do me the day. Yeah. Um, so looking at kind of boosting up that. Series um, 2 doesn't have the always-on display either. So you literally have to twist yeah. your wrist to see the time, whereas the Series, I feel like it was Series 5 onwards, has the always-on display, which I think is amazing. Yeah makes it a much more usable watch because like I'm sitting here at my desk right now and I can glance over at my watch and I can see the time. Whereas if yep. it was an Apple watch series two, it would be black screen and I'd have to raise my wrist to see the time. I, I yep. think that what you would be blown away with from the series seven um, is, is enough to justify series seven. So even if they don't okay. bring one out, you're good to go. But if they do bring one out, it's obviously going to be an incremental improvement and potentially um, somewhat radical, but I personally would back it being very incremental and uh, mm -hmm. same, same. And is it worth getting the whole cellular up model? Because like at the moment, mine is just off my mobile. Um, How many times have you found yourself wanting to leave your mobile behind or have you found yourself out and about thinking my mobile phone's the only thing kind of the only reason I've got this back pocket or the only reason I'm carrying this bag? Well, not very often because I normally just take my keys and then also my phone because my cards are loaded onto my phone. But why don't you put your cards on your watch? That's another possibility. Yeah. So <laughs> I hadn't thought about doing that. I'll, I'll be honest. Let's be clear. Um, I stopped paying for the app for the eSIM feature years ago because I, I just don't use it. Like. Look at me! I'm a, I'm a fat bloke. On I don't I don't do it. I don't go out and about. I'm not out walking on the beach. I'm not like I'm not waiting for phone calls when I don't have my phone with me. Uh, I there's only certain days of the week where I'm worried about my phone ringing and I'm it's on my side. So yeah. if you're someone that wants to be able to you know go for a two hour walk and not take your phone um, but still <laughs> be contactable, then yes, get the eSIM version. But without the eSIM. You can still add your cards. You do not need the eSIM version or to even pay for the eSIM activation, five or ten bucks a month, to, to mm. use Apple Pay. So you can put okay. your you can put your credit cards and debit cards in Apple Pay on the watch yep. and be at the beach or out on a walk at a cafe and tap and go with your watch. You do not need your phone with you for that and you do not need the eSIM version of the watch. Well, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, but I'm, it's mind-blowing how many people do have the eSIM version. Uh, my broad mm -hmm. calculations are literally hundreds of thousands of people are paying for that, but mm -hmm. I don't know how many people are using it. But right. the last thing I'd say about it is what's the price differential? Is that a deal breaker for you? Because if it's not, then you're adding value. It might be something you want down the track. Maybe there's some cool new feature that comes down the track and, you, and it requires that. It's kind of like, okay. you know, when you buy an iPad, um, you can get the cellular or the Wi-Fi version. Look, if I can yeah. afford it, I'll get the cellular because it means that if times came to it, I could put a SIM card in there and that would be how we access internet and data. But I don't yeah. use it regularly. It's only when I need it. Um, you don't have to use 
If you buy the eSIM version, you do not have to pay the money per month to use it. That's a subscription-based service through your telco. Cool. Fantastic. But I'll reiterate, you can use Apple Pay without the eSIM. Perfect. So get into it. I think uh, I feel a Christmas present coming up from uh, Samsung man's going to have to buy himself an Apple product. Yep. I'll um, cherish the day that I walk that man into an Apple store. (laughs) Good on you, Belinda. Thanks for getting in touch. Not a problem. Thanks so much, Trevor. Appreciate it. Good on you. Cheers. Uh, I mean, (laughs) it's true. My wife used to absolutely love uh, MGF, Machine Golf Live Show, great band, Great, great music, but very different to my style of music, which was John Farnham. And so we would talk about having fundamental differences, um, which she could probably argue are the reason we have such an amazing relationship. <laughs> but what about that? Samsung and Apple and Ford and Holden. What a household. I should have asked if they've got kids and where they're going with that. Eh? Imagine, imagine being Ford Holden, Samsung, Apple, Xbox, PlayStation, New South Wales, Queensland. I mean, or you know, in Melbourne terms, Richmond and Essendon. Like, it'd be full-on household, wouldn't it? You'd draw, you'd get some tape and masking tape down a line down the middle of the house. Anyway, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say But Trevor Long's the world's best techie Long-time listeners will know I've been um, keen on the BYD electric cars for a little while now. We spoke to Luke Todd from EV Direct in Australia, who's essentially the, the one man responsible for bringing the car to Australia. Um, and uh, that was some months ago. He was pretty excited, and there's some there's some big future plans. Um, but it's also been a really wild ride for them because they've they've had so many people asking questions, people ordering the cars and still asking questions. Like and I joined all the Facebook groups a while ago. Just curious to see what people are asking and saying. But, you know, things like what's the tow rating? Um, what's the service schedule, service cost, um, what's the NCAP safety rating, all these different questions. Um, it hasn't been NCAP safety rated yet and it doesn't need to be to be sold in Australia. MG don't safety rate all of their cars. Um, but I think it will be. Um but interestingly They've just started rolling out their their showrooms. Um, they're building a lot of them around Australia, thanks to a kind of partnership with Eagers Automotive. So you'll be able to go and see BYD cars in a lot of places. Um, but they've just they just released a new website, bydautomotive.com.au, and it's got their service pricing on it. And the Facebook groups are up in arms, like big time. And it's kind of fascinating because... I'm actually not sure what people expected from it because, I mean, it's kind of well regarded that it costs a lot less to um, maintain an electric car, right? There's not a, uh, 
there's no engine. Um, there's less components. But it still needs to be maintained. So obviously there is the Tesla Model 3 as a best comparison. But it's kind of interesting that they don't actually, I can't, I can't find anywhere, they don't actually state clearly uh, their service costs. Um, it's not like there's a fixed price servicing. Um, Tesla say that your car does not require traditional maintenance or regular fluid changes. Um, check your owner's manual. Like That's pretty good. So Tesla basically throw out the old school and come in with their way of doing things. Now, there's certainly costs to owning Tesla. Like there's, there's fluids that need to be replaced and different things like that. But bottom line, it is completely different to any traditional car. And so if all these BYD potential owners were expecting to be Tesla-like, then I guess that's what people are disappointed about. But let me give you an example. I was kind of a little bit blown away by some of the comments in some of these groups. One of them was like, well, it's, it's radically more expensive than an MG. So the MG ZS electric vehicle, fixed price servicing, uh, 24 months, 48 months, 72 months, etc. Um, 268, 268, 268, 807 dollars for the 80,000 kilometer service. 268, 268, 268. Um, if you look at the BYD, three months like a checkup, complimentary, and then 12 months, 190. 24 months, 504. Then 190. Then 660. Then 190. Then 504. Then 190. Then 661. So essentially, it's it's 200. Then five-ish hundred, 205 every every alternating year. And if you Compare that to the MG, the BYD is $230 or $280 different, $284 difference over the, I think it's the 84-month, 140-kilometer servicing schedule. So like a couple hundred bucks over like seven years, it's not that big a deal. And, you know, comparatively, and I think this is the, this is the necessary comparison to make is if you buy a Kia Seltos, which is a petrol everyday car, I think you'll find the servicing costs are pretty much on par with what BYD are suggesting theirs will cost. So that's where I think the disparity is. But I also think that you've got to look at it and go, I don't know, I'm, I'm not paying a lot for an electric car. Like I'm paying 20 grand less than nearly anything else on the market for an electric car. Does a company need to make up its cost at some point? Yes, it does. Does it cost a lot of money to roll out a car in, in for the first time in a country? Yes, it does. So there's some costs being maybe absorbed within the service cost. Does the partnership with Eagers need to pay for itself? Yes, it does. I mean, geez, I just don't know that it's that big a drama. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, I just, yeah, I look at it and I go, I'm not sure that, it's enough to make someone want to cancel their order because you're still getting an electric car for 40,000 bucks. So I'd be interested. I mean, I know there's a couple of people listening that have uh, ordered BYDs. Uh, let me know what you think. Does the service pricing put you off? Um, because I, I messaged Luke Todd yesterday um, and he was very clear that, you know, they think they have hit a right, the right spot in terms of pricing. Um, but maybe he's wrong. Maybe they've completely misread the market and this is one of the things they needed to get right. I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. Um, 
But I think when you look at the competition in the market, Tesla's the only one that has anything like remarkably different. So um, maybe BYD's just going to be fine. Maybe it's not that big a deal. I don't know. Anyway, let me know what you think. Um, go to the website, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long, taking your calls. Carol's on the line. G'day, Carol. Hello, how are you? Very well. What can I do for you? I heard you on the radio recently talking about the changes in domain names. I didn't quite understand it. Could you tell me how that applies to my email address and so what I should do? Do you have your own website, like your own domain name? So carol at something something.com.au or are you using Gmail? What, what have you got? I'm... Um, Don't not tell me Gmail. what it is, but but you you own your own domain name. Is that what you're saying? I'm um, my name at optus.com.au. Well, you don't need to do anything. It's oh, thank heaven. It's absolutely doesn't change anything. In fact, it's funny because Optus often have .net.au, um, but the th what's happening in really simple terms is um, they're they're introducing another one, a new one, which is just .au. So. Optus, for example, could have optus.au and they could make it your name at optus.au. Now, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, they, I think Optus will certainly own optus.au if they don't already. Uh, let me just check. I'm going to have a look. <laughs> um, but it's really a protective measure because it's a new domain space that allows businesses to register something that's very purely Australian, like optus.au or telstra.au or in my case my business and my website is eftm and so carol i have eftm.com.au but i registered eftm.au because i don't want anyone else to get access to that name and so all that's understand all that's happening is that businesses are having a conversation amongst themselves about whether or not they should be adopting this new name but absolute in individuals like yourself who don't own a domain name, who don't use anything else, nothing will change. We're not getting rid of the .com.au. Um, everything still exists. It's like a whole new range of addresses. So this is mainly for businesses with their own website, That's not right. individuals with their Spot on. outlook. Spot Thank on. you very much. But Carol, you know what I'd say to you is, and this is me being you know, the tech neighbour, let me, let me say, is you're stuck with Optus, you realise. Yes. And that's not great. Optus is wonderful. I'm sure they're great people. But if you find someone that's doing internet for half the price, you're, you're going to struggle to want to leave them because you're thinking, oh, everyone knows my Optus address. So my recommendation, my advice to you, Carol, is not to urgently, but over the next you know, 12 to 24 months, go and register a Gmail account Google account, gmail.com. I have one. And start one. telling everyone, start telling everyone that address instead of your Optus address. Because that way, if you see a really good deal on internet at home that's going to save you money, you can switch and you don't feel encumbered to Optus to stay with them because your, your address is with Optus, okay? Thank you very much. My pleasure, Carol. Thank you so much for getting in touch and thanks for listening. Bye. Good on you. So it's a funny one. So this came up, this has come up a bit. In fact, my wife texted me and said, I've heard this thing on the radio. Now, 
they're obviously doing a very good job of marketing this new domain space. So there's a, uh, an organization, not a company, an organization called AUDA. Um, AUDA are the domain name um, uh, custodians in Australia, shall we say. And they created this new .au um, so that, frankly, I don't know, uh, to have a shorter name. Oh, that's really the only selling point is a shorter name. So EFTM.au is shorter than EFTM.com. And it's certainly shorter than EFTM.com.au. And what they've done, and this is really important, if you're a business owner or you're anyone that has a .com.au, you have probably three weeks left to get your .au. And so what you need to do is um, you need to go to a domain name reseller, probably the people who sold you your current domain, and you need to apply for your .au. And it will ask you, do you have the .com.au, prove it, and, and they'll basically approve it pretty quickly um, if you've got all the checks and balances in place. If you don't have the .com.au, then you don't have the right just now to get the .au. You will be able to, in a few weeks, just register anything .au. Um, so nothing changes, as I said to Carol, nothing changes. If you own a business and your business is eftm.com.au, you are not obligated to buy the .au. Uh, you are not required to change to .au. But the option is there for you to have a shorter address. And in my world, I would protect the name as well, especially if you own something reasonably useful um, in terms of dom domain names. Um, so yeah, that's, um, that's what the .au thing is about. Uh, it's good that they're getting so much coverage, but let's not overcomplicate what it is. It's, it's not a world ending change. All right. But if you are a business owner or you own a .com.au, um, worthwhile thinking about and discussing whether or not you should get the .au for your domain. Um, there's been a lot of global uh, new domain names created. Um, I was involved in um, a business I used to work for getting a, a top-level domain, um, a dot something, and it was awesome, but they've never used it. Uh, much to my chagrin, it would be great, but they don't. Good on them. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I wonder if they still own it or can use it. I don't know what happens if you don't continually renew a GTLD. I might check that. Anyway, uh, don't stress about the .au folks, but if you've got a business, make sure you have a conversation about it. Hey, while I've got you, are you on Be Real? I mean, it's a fascinating job that I have to do to continually play with new bloody apps and social networks. Uh, and Be Real is just another one. Um, and I'm just looking at it now because while I was recording it, Tom, I needed to be real, but I missed it. So I'm five minutes late. And this, this real uh, social anxiety of, of being late to a social post. It is a vastly different social network to anything else. Um, the difference uh, is that you don't post more than once a day. Um, you only post at a particular time. Like it says, now you're posting. Do, go, let's go. Um, and... Everyone else, you can only view other people's posts when you've posted, and it's very raw. 
There's no filtering. It's, you know, photo front and back cameras. It's pretty cool. I don't mind it. I, I can't see me staying on it for very long. I don't even have enough friends to get myself uh, all the all access pass to all the cool things that happen on the bloody thing. <laughs> Um, be real. Uh, so B E R E dot A L slash Trevor Long AU. Um, I don't think I'll be on it for long. I'm just learning what it is so that I can make sure that my son should or shouldn't be on it. <laughs> Basically. It. Um, but Hey, if you're listening, hit me up. I will add you and we could be real together. Okay. It's a deal. Trevor Long AU. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls and Trevor's on the line. G'day, Trev. Hey, how are you, Trev? I always enjoy speaking to other Trevors. Uh, it makes me feel whole. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's the way. Uh, Trevor, I have a long time ago, I purchased uh, IVSEC. It's IVSEC, mm-hmm. uh, NVR. And uh, apparently the system doesn't work anymore. Uh, is there a better camera system? Because uh, there is no replacement. That means I have two change the cameras, and change the recorders. Oh, so IVSEC doesn't exist anymore or the system you've no, got? No, they, they, they had IVSEC, but they have uh, one that is that only records, doesn't detect motion detection, nothing. It doesn't do anything. So what's the point? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, so look, I'm, I'm trying to find which is a good one, um, you know, to, uh, you know, uh, to just... Uh, up to up to two grand, can you get a good one? And you realize that you're probably going to need to rerun the cables and everything. Oh, do I? Probably, yeah. Well, because I thought with uh, if you have an NVR system, mm. I have the POE cable, power internet, right? It's possible that will be enough. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look at my yeah. No, the ones that I've got now are mm-hmm. running off a POE. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. So I'm running a Uniden system, and I've got to be honest, it's the only wired system I've ever used, and it's mm-hmm. unbelievable good. Like, so okay. here's here's why I think it's amazing. Firstly, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big hard drive recorder. Secondly, you can rig it up with all notifications and things. Um, I've never yeah. really got it to a point where I felt like I was, um, I nailed the notifications enough that I could just trust them, but I don't really worry about notifications because I just want everything recorded. Um, yep. the, ca- the cameras are, are excellent because they're, mm-hmm. they've got a pretty good field of view and they're, they're varied. But most importantly, the one I've got has the ability to also connect wireless cameras. So, oh, okay. so I've yeah. got in, in my office here, and let me be clear, mm-hmm. it's overkill. Yep. It's one room. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got, <laughs> I've got eight cameras. Six of them, oh, six of mm-hmm. them are wired. The other oh, two, okay. the other two mm-hmm. are just little IP cameras that are yeah. connected only to power, and yeah. they connect to the local Wi-Fi network. And because the Wi-Fi network is the same as the network that the um, NVR is on, then yes. it just picks them up. It's brilliant. And there's, I'm, I'm, I'm waving my arms in the air now, looking, going, you know, the lag is, <laughs> the lag is yeah. not bad. The lag that, is yeah. the lag is the same, frankly, on the powered cameras as it is yeah. on the on the wireless cameras. Then so personally, I really mm-hmm. do think that it's an amazing system. Um, it's uh, and how the how's the how's the clarity and all that pretty good? The Union ones amazing. Yes, yeah, we're talking okay. uh, we're talking four K. So this is the oh, Uniden okay. NVR four K. 
Um, N V R four K. Correct. Now, you have a model number for that? I don't know if I do. Um, I think NVR4K is is only one product for them at the moment. I'm going to have a look. Uniden NVR4K. Um, obviously, you're paying for a box, and oh, you know what it is? It's NVR. Sorry, it's four. Mm. The model number is 4K NVR, and then there's yeah. two types. There's eight or sixteen. Eight uh, being eight. obviously eight input channels. Sixteen being yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up to eight input channels. Yeah. Um, so it looks to me like at Uniden. The yeah. 4K NVR is 500 bucks, and then yeah. obviously you need to buy cameras. Uh, yeah. And the ones that I've got, there's two different types. There's the Bullet, which is mm -hmm. 249, and then there's the Dome, um, which mm -hmm. is also 249. So Bullet and Dome, they're the two types of cameras. And then uh, and the Bullet, what's the range of the Dome? 160. Uh, uh, as in the, the angle, the angle, the angles. Yeah, I'd, I'd, you'd have to look. I want you to look that up on your own. I don't want to tell you something that could yeah, be wrong. Yeah, that's all right. I, I, will, I will look at it. But I'll so tell you, I'll tell you right now, the dome, the dome to me doesn't have a really wide field of view. Um, oh, good. Okay, I, so the bullet here. Yeah, I've got two domes at the front door, one looking down at yeah. the mat, one looking away mm. at where I park. Um, yeah. And and I haven't actually looked at the bullet. I should ask him to send me one. Uh, viewing angle of the See, bullet. The bullet is 87 yeah. degrees. Oh, okay, fair enough. So That's good. They're not yeah. super wide, I'll be honest. Yeah, uh, we, we we don't want super wide uh, because only for the front we need a bit of a wide. Because when I looked at it, I said that we have four bullets and two domes, right? Ah, right. So uh, because we just want uh, even the seventy-six um, Mate, wide angle the, is good enough. The dome know? is also eighty-seven. So the benefit okay, of the, the dome is the mounting bracket. It's you know you got a flat mounting bracket to like an eave, and then you can twist yeah, it yeah. to where you want it to be. So True, I, yeah, I would yeah. say look at it. It's it's really just a choice of how you want the the, the thing mounted. Yeah. Uh, between the see, two because things. I Trevor, I listen to your segments quite often, and you know what I said. Let me come to and ask you because you'll have a better idea. Because people just want to sell their product. Oh, Swan is good, and this is good, yeah. and that is good. And you really don't know which is which. It's confusing. And, and look, you know? I've I've tried Swan products. They're great. But I'm mm -hmm. just saying to you that the system that I have installed yeah. and am yeah. using, and mate, I'll yeah. be honest with you, like using mm -hmm. the the actual mouse on the on the NVR because I've got it on a screen permanently, just on, on yeah. my wall. Yeah, it's phenomenal mm -hmm. how much information, like the the scrubbing back through the vision, all that stuff is amazing. But then on the app, uh, the yeah. app allows me to do that remotely as well. It's not brilliant. Uh, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. It's not a mate. Like with an Arlo wireless system, you've got a yeah. video for every bit of action. Whereas with the yeah. Uniden, it tells me there's mm -hmm. action, but then I've got to scrub mm -hmm. through and find the action on the app. It's not as easy as sure. I would like, but it's still yeah. there. And I can look live at my cameras from anywhere in the world. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I think the Uniden system is, is a win. And, and I don't think you'd be disappointed. Uh, uh, especially, uh, to be honest with you, yeah, I'm going. Sorry. And I was just going to say, especially because with that eight-channel unit, and if you're only using, let's say, four cameras, you get yeah. one other camera that's one of their mm -hmm. wireless cameras, and yeah. and you, you don't need to wire it in. You can just plug it into a PowerPoint and yeah. and run it. I'm talking. And then, see, I, I think it's, it's good, the it's app cam that, tilt that I've got. Yeah, it's just right. a simple so, little thing. It's it's really not expensive. Like 150 bucks for an indoor oh, okay. camera. That you Canberra, can put, yeah. say, pointing at the front door, so that you know who mm -hmm. comes in, stuff like that. Oh, lovely! Yeah, in fact, I got six cameras, so I can use the two spare outlets for the other ones. So that Mate, makes a lot of sense. That's now. exactly right. So, just the only thing I'd want you to do some quick research on is that 
cabling. I, 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 it's not an area of expertise for me, but yep, I remember yep. running because the system I had before this um, was a, it was also Uniden, but it had those two cables. One was power, one was kind of video, and, and they they yeah, ran out to each one. Yeah. And I had to pull all those out. And I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure I put in network cable that came. Yeah, with because I use, I use yeah I use Cat six cable. Yeah. I think I think yeah. you'll be okay. Just do a quick bit yeah. of research, but I think you're going to yes, be I will do totally that. fine. Yeah. Thank you very much, awesome. Trevor. You you really convinced me, and uh, you've been a great help. Thank you very much. Good on you, mate. Thank you so much for getting okay. in touch, Trevor. Take care, Trevor. Okay. Mate. Thank okay. you. Take care. Bye bye. Good on you. Um, yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about security systems. Uniden, um, Google, Arlo—they've all got these amazing little wireless cameras. But if you've wired your house, like Trev or his business—I don't know where, what it is—but with cable. And like, I'll be honest, if I, <laughs> if I had a wired system at home, I would definitely have in the somewhere in the house, <laughs> whether it's a foyer or something, I would have the security cameras just constantly visible because I'm that kind of nerd. Or here's what would be cool. And I tried doing it here, actually. I tried getting a HDMI splitter that split out the vision that was because HDMI out of the NVR and going out to two different HDMI outputs, but it didn't work. And I paid money for it. It was a powered thing. I would love it to be accessible on other screens in the in the home or in the office in this case. Um, but anyway, I, I, you know, for this kind of situation, it's brilliant because you can I can just look up and go, my car's still there or someone's in my spot or there's a passport at the front door. It's so easy. So um, good luck with that, Trev. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question, go to the website eftm.com. Any question you've got, I'll try and help you out. Michael's on the line. G'day, Michael. Good morning, Trevor. What can I do for you, bud? Well, I've got an interesting situation. I'm trying to upgrade from my fibre to the node to fibre to the premises. Um, I believe it's now available in my uh, location. I've checked the websites, it says it's there. I've confirmed with another company, but I'm with a, a major internet provider in Australia. And Just I've name them, mate. I've them. got no links. Tell me who they are. <laughs> it's IINet. Now, I've loved IINet. I've been with them for 16 years, so I'm not yeah. going to knock their, uh, their product. They're a great, they're a great provider. Um, but they can't upgrade me to fibre to the premises. What? They so, can't do it. They said they can't do it. So... What makes you think? Let's go back from Ionet. What makes you think you're now eligible? Well, I had the NBN fiber run past my house maybe a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. so I knew that was fiber in the area, of course. But I was waiting for the suburbs to be listed. Hasn't happened yet. But I always keep going back to NBN Co's website and I type my address in, mm. and it's popped up as now available oh, and to okay. check with another provider. Right. So basically, the NBN website with your address in it says. Um, what's, what do they call it? Uh, fiber choice or something, you know, cause it's a, it's not a guaranteed update. You've got to choose it. You've got to, you've got to sign up to a plan and IONet say, no, it's not possible. They say that they can't do it at this time yet. Another provider, which I've contacted, which is Tangerine can do it. Well, mate, bite the bullet. Let's off you go. I mean, it's, it's, it's not an, un- uh, like Stephen Fennick told me this story a few months ago on, on two bikes talking tech about being an Optus customer and Aussie Broadband yep. rang him and said, you're eligible. And he rang Optus and they said, no, you're not. <laughs> and I'm like, well, switch bloody yeah, telcos. Crazy. It is. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, 16 years I've been with the company. I don't know the, the, uh, the new company that well. I haven't you know, heard much from – I don't know anyone who's on it. Yeah. Um, 
So that's probably the, the you know, the old, I'm stuck in my ways maybe, but I definitely need it. And I've got a small business and this is what annoys me most of all with the small businesses. Um, I actually have to go to a different business plan to get a static IP, but they wouldn't do a static IP over a hundred megabits with um, IONET. Well, I've got, I'm with Aussie Broadband and I've had a static IP at home on a hundred megabits. Uh, and I've got, I'm trying to think whether I've still got the static IP at home on a thousand because I've, I'm just uh, flexing now. I've got a thousand at home and I'm pretty sure I've still got static IP. Mate, I would ring Aussie Broadband tomorrow and check that they've also, you know, can do it. And then, mate, make a pick between Tangerine and Aussie Broadband. Personally, I've heard great things, obviously, about Aussie Broadband and have had no bad experiences with them whatsoever. So, but I've also not had any bad bad um, calls about Tangerine. So, probably probably sounds good. But mate, you've just got to bite the bullet, don't you? You've just got to go. Why 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 should you be loyal to them, Michael? Well, I don't know where the problem is with them, or is it with the NBN code not giving them access to it? I don't know. That's no, where the question. Mate, would lay. let's be honest. The NBN wants as many people on fast speeds as they can get because it's good for their reporting, it's good for their numbers. It's it's a systems issue at IONet where they're either not processing that stuff yet or they're prioritising other things. Because you've got to remember, and this is a conspiracy theory here, but Optus, Telstra and Vodafone IONet TPG don't yep. want NBN customers. They want 4G, 5G customers, right? Because yep. they get all the cash. So Tangerine and Aussie Broadband... They're like, we don't have a, a mobile network that we're trying to sell here. Let's just upgrade people and let's get the extra. It might only be five bucks extra a month, but they'll take it because it's extra. So, yep. mate, honestly, unless, like, why be loyal? That's the bottom line. Why be loyal? You've given them 16 years. What have they given you? Not not even a return phone call. Not even a return phone call. So, mate, I'd be I'd be switching tomorrow. Yep. And you got fibre to the node, so you can't just switch in a day. There's obviously the install's got to happen. But I, yep. I would seriously be on the phone today ordering it because I, I would imagine it won't be long at all before you'll be connected to someone else and laughing all the way to the speed test. I agree. You know what? You're just confirming what I thought anyway, so I'm probably going to do that this afternoon. It's as well. sad for Iron. You're a, where are you? You're in New South Wales or Perth? I'm in New South Wales. I'm in uh, Newcastle, just up the road Like IONet um, had such a loyal customer base, especially in Perth, because they were a Perth-based company originally. Um, and I'm not saying that the TPG takeover of them has been bad, but I'm just saying they 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 had a different mentality back in the day. So I think it's sad that IONet will see you go after 16 years for simply not processing an order <laughs> because that's all exactly. they've got to, all they've got to do is process an order that says you'll commit to the 250 plan for for a year i think it is and after that you're not you're yeah. not required to do anything Mate. and that's it i'm happy to do that i mean i said obviously i need it for business i've got a server to run and i, I just want and i'm happy to pay i'm more than happy to pay extra money to have a good service make the order come on do it switch okay Make done. it happen. I'll let you know when it's all done. All right, buddy. All right. Good on you. Done. Thanks, Thanks for getting Trevor. in touch, Michael. Cheers, mate. Um, happy to be a sounding board. I feel like that's what I was there for, Michael, a sounding board. We were just, uh, you know, agreeing with each other. And he just – and it used to happen all the time on the radio. It still does a bit where someone would ring up and go, I'm trying debating between a 55-inch OLED and an 85-inch, you know, high sense. And I'm like, do you want a really big TV or do you want the best TV?
and most people just want the big TV. But what they really want is just validation of, of, of what's going through their mind. Um, and, you know, for Michael, that's all, all we're saying is there's no compelling reason to stay with Ionet. Do they offer a better price? Not, not radically. Um, have they been really loyal to you? Not really. So why? Why stick with a telco that isn't even returning your phone calls on this issue? So it's pretty sad, but it is what it is. EFTM, uh, go to the website, EFTM.com. Click Ask Trev. This is the EFTM Podcast. All right, thank you for listening. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get through the week uh, and then go away next week. It's just I feel like I've got two weeks' worth of stuff to do before I go away. Anyway, we'll make that work, uh, and we appreciate your support. Uh, back next week before I head to Berlin for IFA. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Two blokes talking tech this week. Lots to cover and um, some cool movies to cover as well over the next couple of weeks. So it's all happening in the Two Blokes Talking Tech feed. Uh, it's all happening here. And also, shout out to anyone that's followed me on TikTok. Uh, hit 50,000 followers and that's lovely. Uh, it's great to have your company and support there. Hit like and follow on all those bloody things. But otherwise, thanks for downloading and we'll be back next week. <laughs>